This is the BT Rio Chapter Podcast, uh, episode 12, April 29th, 2020. And today's episode is going to be a little different, Just talking a little bit about um, four weeks into the quarantine, looking a bit at what's happening and commenting a bit on how this has changed teaching and um, teachers' work in general in the last two or three weeks. So there are no interviews today, basically talking a bit about uh, ideas, talking a bit about how this has affected, as I mentioned, work, but focusing on three or four main areas. Firstly, looking at the transition and what has um, COVID-19 done actually to teaching, not just in English language teaching, but teaching in general, education as a whole, the fact that schools have now been closed and everybody is at home and um, teachers are now scrambling to find ways to make sure that the content is coming across and get reaching their students. So we'll talk a bit about this transition. Secondly, talk a bit about the demands. Unfortunately, with the demands, we have to look at um, where these demands come from and how teachers are trying to meet those demands. What have been some of the biggest issues so far for teachers in general, um, you know, from technical to maybe even skills to uh, demands from teachers, from other teachers, sorry, from coordinators, from school supervisors, from the community at large, from parents, you name it, all the stakeholders in this uh, let's say equation that is called equation, uh, education. And third, um, this of course brings uh, the, the third topic would be related to support. And what kind of support have teachers been encountering? Or uh, what kind of support is there for something that is completely new to all of us? How can we actually deal with all this pressure? Um, well, not necessarily pressure, but challenges. Or as um, I've, I've often heard, opportunities or um challenge unities yeah? so it's a, a mixture of challenge and opportunities coming together so this of course looks at the third point and finally all of these three bring up with uh, or op- optimize what we call learning curves and optimize learning opportunities so what is the learning there and what is it in it for teachers students parents everybody what can we learn from this so hopefully in this this um, kind of short podcast um, the opinions are mostly from yours truly the speaker here um, but based on what i've been hearing from different contexts different and taking in some of the information from teachers um, at local state and uh, even abroad dealing with people and educators through the internet because this has now become our main source our window to the world literally where we talked about this many years before as you know an opportunity of technology connecting with the world now it's not connecting just not just with the world but um, the person next door literally so that this has put everything into perspective and thrown a totally different light on how we see technology being used for educational purposes. So let's take a look at it. Going back to the first, the transition. Um, since it happened, nobody was prepared for it. It was a complete emergency. So much so that we talk a lot about um, distance learning, online teaching, you have lots of terms for this, 
or even remote teaching, uh, but also emergency teaching. So, because this is a situation where uh, we've had to come up with something on the spot or on the go. We had to basically provide uh, or meet a need and provide services that could meet these needs. And we didn't even know what the needs were. So we had uh, this, the people, uh, let's say our clients, our students, our parents, the, the parents, the schools, wanting things and not having that necessarily knowing what exactly they want, what exactly they need, and teachers also having this difficulty to find how they can fit in or what they can do to actually meet those needs. So they have, you know, this this transition has been a bit of soul searching for many teachers, where they have to rediscover, reinvent. And although teachers are resilient, teachers are not necessarily some of the let's say the, 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 I think one of the best professions in terms of reinventing and adapting and innovating but still it has been and uh, was and has been i think for many uh, an uphill struggle definitely difficult for most of them to really fit in um, to make this transition and this transition is not just taking your paper book or paper resources and moving to the computer but it's changing the mindset again um we go back to carl dweck go back a bit about the the, the famous um, growth mindset but it's not just growth mindset it's it's mindset of your role as an educator um how you can meet these needs what are the needs there right because you were you had no idea what you know where, where you're going to it's totally uncharted waters and that is what is unsettling for most teachers right so this transition has been shaky bumpy rough you can think of all the other adjectives possible um, but again uh, this is where we try to fill in the gaps and in the end things do work out even if um, it doesn't work out necessarily the ideal but um, we try to find solutions and that's what it's all about finding solutions so that of course solutions will bring demand um, if education is already being demanded and students would uh, demanding from us um, we, they need to have engaging lessons and they need to feel motivated to learn and we want to work on learn autonomy uh, this COVID-19 has brought that really up to the, let's say, the, 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 the core and up to um, the front stage for many of us now, where we have to actually really work, not miracles, but come up with some really different ways of doing things and presenting content that we hadn't thought about before. Huh? So those demands are one. they also demands of parents and trying to convince uh, because then the, the communication channel between parent and teacher now has become even more important. And if this was not present or had not been existed before, now we see ourselves having to really find a way to, uh, let's say, convince parents of what we're doing or get them, make them aware of what happens in the classroom and how we can actually continue to get um, deliver uh, content to students. We know that it's not the best option. We know that it's not necessarily the most efficient thing. And our studies will still, it's still hard to say how efficient most of the studies we have now will actually 
kind of tell us, oh yes, it works or not, or if it is efficient or not. Um, so it's hard to say if this will, in the end, um, make a difference in students' learning. Uh, so nobody knows. And that is the beauty of it, if you ask me. That's the beauty of it, where we don't know what's happening, we don't know where this, how this will work out in the end, but what is good is that we're all in doing this together and this is opportunity to reflect to talk about to re to reanalyze again teacher role student role um, patterns of interaction uh, classroom content what it means what, what classroom management means now now that everybody is you know in their own bedroom or in their own study wherever they're studying and those are the demands as well it's also interesting because we don't know um necessarily what context, where students are actually placed physically, um, if they have um, maybe comfortable seating, if they have a computer there, if they have internet access to begin with. So those are some of the demands that, um, to, to a certain extent, do make things more difficult. Thirdly, and we went, going back to the third point, is the support. So I think that groups now, um, discussion groups, and these, mes you know, instant messaging have become the the i think um, the safe the haven not safe but haven for many uh, teachers uh it has become um stalwart for many of them because that is where they try to find some ideas uh, answers suggestions tips something that can keep them going because maybe they may not always get the support from institutional um, you know, groups and stuff sometimes they do Sometimes they get training. Uh, this again will vary from group to group, teacher to teacher, and um, each each let's say context will vary immensely. But I believe the support is our biggest and most powerful weapon right now. Where teachers, this this whole um, motto of together we are stronger is being put to test and we have to use this idea of together we are stronger, we can help each other not share resources but really talking things up. So I, this is basically why this podcast, hopefully those of you who are going to listen to this podcast will come and reply to this with ideas, with reactions, the comments and even things that you think we should talk about now in this uh, period of COVID-19 and what happens next. So this can be a very beautiful channel of support. I hope this will be for most of us. And of course, with the support will come the learning. And we are learning every day, um, learning from the students as well. So I think that, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, when I stated what we're going to be, what we would talk about here, learning is not just um, getting students to do or cover the content, cover the syllabus, but it's learning as in informal learning. And that's another big area that has to be explored now. Informal learning, micro learning, where um, we, we focus on specific um, detail or maybe more to the point, objective perspectives, objective um, activities and tasks that really hone in on skills that focus on one thing at a time so that it gives students a better option of working on what they need to really improve. And of course, improving their learning in general. Yeah? So uh, it's going to be a learning experience. It, 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 
already has been and i think much more will come out of this in the next two or three weeks because as we see most likely um quarantine will will remain or in most cases we won't uh, go back to normal immediately so there's going to be a time of readjustment there's going to be a time of um re-evaluation yeah or new evaluation not necessarily re but totally new in, in, in considering the options right so to sum up then coming bringing this to a close um the idea of this podcast was to talk a bit about what i've been seeing as a teacher trainer and as the president of the local chapter from Brisbane Tesol and talking to teachers talking to other trainers to other educators and what we see is what 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 are the forming areas that we can work on uh, as a result of covid-19 so hopefully this will um re redirect us or make us reconsider what we're doing especially in terms of guaranteeing um really meaningful learning and making sure that we're reaching more people effectively uh, and that is not just with the internet or digital resources so hopefully this will um, make things more equitable is the word is they saying make it more equitable uh, we know it has been difficult but we hope that this will change that is my sincere hope i think it's hope most of us most teachers um i didn't want to go into data numbers and how many students because we know that probably about 200 million around the world at home studying but uh, we can go into numbers to go into figures but i think what is most important is going to uh, what each teacher and that's why hopefully if you're listening to this you will be able to say well yeah i can identify with that i can talk i can deal with that or this is what this is my story so tell us your story and i'd love to hear your story we can put these stories here okay this is uh again the bt real chapter podcast episode 12 thank you all this was your host stefan hughes uh, talking a bit about covid-19 and what next covid-19 and teaching <laughs>